Hello and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. I'm Paul Salerno, the creator and host of the show. This is another edition of Talk Radio. Today is Friday, April 9th, and today's theme is the NBA. Yes, that's right. It's been a while since we've done a basketball show, seeing how the last month was dedicated to March Madness. So I thought we'd get back into the NBA and uh, we'll take a look at the league and all the exciting stuff that's happened with it. But first, it's Paul on Talk Radio. Okay, I would think most of you have heard that song before. Yes, I thought I'd start off basketball with a little sweet Georgia Brown. Does anybody know what team that was associated with? I'm pretty sure you do. Yes, everybody, when you hear that song, you think of the Harlem Globetrotters. So I thought I'd start off the show with some Globetrotter trivia, seeing how we're going to do some basketball. Interesting story, the Globetrotters. Everybody knows them. America's team, funnest team in basketball, became the Harlem Globetrotters. Didn't always work that way or start that way. They were an actual professional basketball team. Uh, it wasn't until years later did they break the barrier of becoming a comical team. So I do have a trivia question. I've got two trivia questions for you. Let's, and I'll answer them at the end of the show. Let's see if anybody can get these right. First one is, where did the Harlem Globetrotters start? And I'll give you a tip. It was not in Harlem. They did start in a uh, big city in the U.S., but it was not Harlem. Now, if that one's a little tough, here's one that might be a little easier. Who? They also had a famous NBA player start. His first year was a Harlem Globetrotter. This goes all the way back to 58. So what famous NBA player started his career as a Harlem Globetrotter? Stick around for the end of the show and I will answer those questions and a little bit more. Okay, let's get started with some NBA. Before I do that, I do want to mention that the, the, um, the website has really been a fun thing. Actually, March Madness was a fun thing. I had so much fun. Um, I did like four or five shows. Hopefully, I had a chance to catch at least one or two of them, if not all of them. Um, started the NCA page, which became a big blast. The uh, barrier that I also uh, finally broke through to is I've been doing video clips. And there's a video clip page on the website. Hopefully, you've had a chance to take a look. And the latest thing I've done is a gallery. Uh, a lot of pictures of me and a lot of the sports pictures um, going on through time. So when you get a chance, you can check out the gallery page. And these, again, are all on the website at sportscomedyshow.net. And last but not least, there's also a news page. And um, I think the news page is important. It keeps the community and everybody involved up to date to uh, me and, um, and the team that we're putting together these stories and putting stuff out there. So the news page will let you know what's going on. I just updated it with uh, what's going to be happening here in April. And that is now that March Madness is over, we're going to go back to the professionals. 
We're going to be doing podcasts on the NBA like we are today. We're also going to start doing baseball. We're also going to do a hockey one. Seeing how we're getting closer to the end in uh, basketball and hockey, we're going to do a hockey podcast coming up pretty soon as well. So, again, the news page is up on the website. I also added an NHL page on the website as well. So there will be more content on the uh, NHL page coming for all you hockey fans out there. But today we're doing basketball. So that's why I wanted to start there with a little bas- basketball music. That's a little bit more. I love that song. What about you guys? Anybody else just love the old sweet George Brown? Turns out my whistling isn't as good as theirs, but hey. I just love playing that song and trying to whistle to it as well. Okay, let's get into some NBA. As I mentioned, we are going to dedicate the, the show or the today's theme is the NBA. Um, lots gone on since the last time we've talked. So I'm looking at the schedule. Let's t- let's take uh, let's start there. It looks like most of these teams are at the 50 game mark. So we're, we're winding down from 50 games. We've got um, you know. 20, 20 to 30 games left, and that's it. So that we're in the last stretch. It'll be this month. Um, they pushed the season back because normally by now they would be starting the playoffs. Playoffs will start next month. But uh, we got a hell of a stretch, and we've had a lot of big things happen. And um, I guess we're going to start in the West because I'm on the West, and nothing has changed as far as the big team in the West, and that is, believe it or not, it's a team in Utah. Now, they originated in New Orleans. That's where they got their jazz sound to, but they took that jazz to Utah, and your Utah jazz are playing jazz, and they're shocking the league with a little jazz music. Utah jazz 39 and 13, still the best team in the West. In fact, they are the best team in basketball. They have a faltered. One of the big reasons why Utah is still doing um, extremely well and so dominant is they haven't had many injuries throughout the year, which is pretty good because at some point most of these teams um, we'll have one or two devastating injuries that knocks them down a peg, so to say. Utah has not had um, the big injuries that you would suspect. They're deep, though. And even if they were to have an uh, injury, like um, De- um, Mitchell, um, Devon Mitchell was out for a couple games a little while back. But other than that, most of them have been extremely healthy. Um, Rudy Gobert has been he- healthy. So has Bogdanovic. So these guys are are hanging in there. Donovan Mitchell is back. He's got the backcourt game with Mike Conley. Remember, both those guys were in the the three-point shooting competition. And the reason that is, that's how good they are. And that's a sign to show you how good that the Utah Jazz are. 
You know, when you've got a backcourt with sharpshooters, and that's exactly what Mike Connolly and Donovan Mitchell are, uh, and Donovan Mitchell, he, he's exciting. He's electrifying. He'll light up the scoreboard. Those guys um, make it extremely hard. They've been extremely effective. They've got the big man with uh, Gobert in the middle, and then they've got on the boards, they've got Bogdanovich. So these guys have found a way to keep rolling. Uh, they started off the season crazy. They, they were... They, they were like, um, what were they, 22 or 23 to start the season? And here's why, and, and I've said this before on previous po um, podcasts. If you look at their numbers, in total rebounds, they are first in the lead, in the league. Points scored, they are third in the league. Three-pointers, they are fourth in the league. They've actually, that dropped, they were third in the league um, about two or three weeks ago, finally fell off. Those are the three big categories that you look at, or total points scored, rebounds, and three-pointers because it's a three-point league. And when you're when you're third for points scored, you're running and gunning, you're playing high-quality high basketball, and that's where Mitchell and Conley come in. When you're first in rebounds, that's Gobert and Bogdanovich, and that says the story because that means they're playing defense. And when you play defense, you win games. And then also... The three-pointers, they're fourth in the league. And again, that goes, that contribute that to Conley and Donovan Mitchell. As I was saying, these guys are sharpshooters. There's a reason why they were in the three-point competition, even if Steph took it down on the final shot where Mike Conley looked like he may have won one, but it didn't happen that way. Utah Jazz, incredible team. They're still the top of the West. I, I like them. And everybody is looking otherwise like, to the Lakers or to the Clippers, and we're going to talk about them in a moment. But right now, West Coast basketball, you got to talk about jazz because jazz basketball just has that own sound. It's not rock, it's not roll, it's jazz. And your Utah Jazz are strutting to the beat of all that jazz. Okay, so I did mention Lakers and Clippers, and when you talk West Coast basketball, of course you got to talk uh, Lakers and Clippers. Well, we saw what happened to the Lakers. First, Anthony uh, Davis went down, then LeBron went down, and all of a sudden, the Lakers are not the team that they used to be. Now, there's still a lot of faithful and hopefuls. Yes, they're going to come back, um, you know, um, they're not done for the year. You're gonna. LeBron will will, will be back, and uh, so will uh, AD. The question is when, and the bigger question is how effective or how healthy will they be. And here's my concern for the Lakers: if they're not a hundred percent healthy, I don't think they're gonna even be in contention to to make a uh, a defending championship run. They're going to need, both of them are going to need to be healthy and they're going to have to have a couple games under the belt where they find their rhythm because they do got some new cast. They, they added uh, Andre Drummond. Marcus Gasol has not had a good year. Um, Kuzma is still doing okay. But um, it's just been without the two big names, they're a different team. And for those who think, wait till they come back, everything's fine, wait till the playoffs, the Lakers will do what they do, 
I'm not so sure. Um, to, for starters, by the time they get back and get to the playoffs, they're not going to be in the top four. They're going to be a, a six, seven, or eight team. And I guess the NBA is doing one of those um, playoffs where seven, eight, and nine, I think, play for the final two or three spots. That may be in the Lakers' play as well. So I'm not so sure the Lakers just dance their way right back into the finals, uh, especially if those two, if LeBron and AD do not come back 100% healthy. And even if they do, they've got their work cut out for them. Now there's the other side of L.A., the biggest side of L.A. Eh, maybe not as big as Lakers, but it's the Clippers. And when you think Clipper basketball, you got to think Paul George. You got to think Kawhi Leonard. And when you put these two together, you don't know what's going to happen. Now, when I size up the Clippers or the West, I like to, I like, I put it this way. The Clippers are the wild card team. And what I mean, and when I say they're the wild card team, that means they are too unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. I've seen the Clippers go out and beat the best team by 20 or 30 points. And when they are on, when they are playing at their peak, they will row, they will mow through the West, even Utah. They would mow through the East, even Brooklyn or Philly. But you don't know how often they play their best. They're too streaky. And when they also, when they're not playing their best, there's times when they play their worst. I've seen them go out in teams that you would think they were supposed to win by 20 or 30. They would lose by 20 or 30. So there is a very inconsistent factor to the Clippers, and that makes them the wild card. You just don't know what Clipper team's going to show up. And then come in the playoffs, they've got that jinx factor of at some point choking. Um, I still like the Clippers better than the Lakers' chance this year. Uh, I do. But um, they are the wild card, and keep an eye on the wild card because they're a joker. You don't know if uh, they're going to – if they're going to – make a joke out of everybody else or the only people that they make a joke of is themselves last but not least let's not forget your phoenix suns uh big fan of chris paul and everybody that's going on down there i think they're going to go deep in the playoffs just because chris paul does that every single time all right let's turn to the east because when you turn to the east there's a big story and it's in brooklyn and it turns out right now they're not sleeping in brooklyn because they're not going to sleep until they get themselves a championship. And it sounds just like this. Nets in first place in the Atlantic Division at 36 and 16. The big story, KD's back, and I put it on the website. They're not sleeping in Brooklyn because they're on a mission. That's right. They're working nine to five. And it's going like this. They're not sleeping because they want a championship. And they think they can get it. And to be quite frank, I got to agree with them. I think they are too. And as much as I like Utah in the West, I think Brooklyn is a team of destiny. Just too much good stuff going on here. Too strong, too many weapons. 
James Harden, Kevin Durant, even with one of them, not both of them, I'd still think they're better than anybody else. Um, put them together, that's a lethal weapon that's not going to be surpassed by anybody in the East. Not Philly, not Boston, not Milwaukee. Um, even again, with just one of them, they got Kyrie Irving, who proves that he can stay healthy. They've got a hell of a cast with um, Harris, but here we go. They're not sleeping. They don't want to hear about who they are because they know who they are. They're not sleeping. They picked up, they got in depth. They picked up some big names. They got one of my favorites, Blake Griffin, who's pounding the boards. They've also, here before the, um, before the deadline, they also picked up a, um, a big name underneath, LaMarcus Aldridge. So now you got LaMarcus Aldridge, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Kyle Irving, James Harden. Probably the best player, although I don't believe he deserves the MVP, and hopefully he won't get it. Um, they've got just a ton of stuff there, and, th and that makes them really strong and really hard. And I, that's too much depth. That's just too much depth. And I, I like them to, to be your team of the East because they're saying, no sleep till Brooklyn. You heard it here first on the Sports Comedy Show. I've been reaching out to them on uh, social media. I'm trying to get them to pick up the song to play it. Um, yet to get, yet to have any good results with that. But I'm working on that. I am working on it because I do believe it's no sleep to Brooklyn. Definitely a, uh, a power buster there in the East. Let's take a look at somebody else here in the East. Somebody who does, in my opinion, have the MVP candidate. And even though he was out for a good 10 to 15 games, he's back. And Joel Embiid has been on another level this entire season. And he gets my vote for your MVP. Now, when he went down, everybody else started saying, oh, well, he's out. Maybe James Harden. James Harden has a cast of 20 great characters. As does Philly. Philly's got a good team. But nobody is razor level of basketball like Joel Embiid. And, and if he can stay healthy, as long as he doesn't go back down again, I think he should easily be your MVP candidate. Philadelphia. They're looking for a little freedom in Philadelphia. Can they get it? Philadelphia. Just a game behind Brooklyn in the Atlantic, 35 and 16. The big story is Joel Embiid. Um, again, he's got a cast. They've got some good players on that team. Um, Dwight Howard, who wants to, you know, prove that Superman can get another championship. Remember, he won that one last year with the Lakers. Don't know why the Lakers let him go, but probably a business uh, scenario behind there. Um, Tobias Harris. Danny Green, these guys are strong forwards. And then you got your point guards. You got Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. These guys are doing quite well. Seth is streaky like his brother Seth, but Ben Simmons is solid. And so is George Hill. So when you take Joel Embiid, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, George Hill, that's a pretty impressive lineup. 
And uh, that's why they're going to, in my opinion, if anybody can give Brooklyn a run for the money, it's going to be Philadelphia. Um, hopefully, for Philly's sake, either KD or Harden goes down. Because if you got to play in both, I still don't think it's going to happen. But Philadelphia, your 76ers are playing great basketball. And uh, we're glad to see that they're in there. And, and I look for them to do some damage in the playoffs. Um, you know, also now, if you're talking East Coast basketball, the other teams you got to mention are Milwaukee, uh, Guyanas. He won the last two-time MVP, or he's a two-time MVP. Without even going to the finals, I don't think he'll be um, in that uh, in that discussion with an MVP this year. Um, Milwaukee finds a way to, to become lackluster come playoffs. They have been playing good ball of late, but I just I, I think they're going to follow the trend of falling off, and, and when they need to step up, they don't. Miami Heat has been trying to come around, but I, I don't see them. Um, they're certainly not what they were last year. Um, I'm going to give them credit because last year they rose to the occasion when the playoffs start, but that wasn't a bubble, a whole different scenario. I don't see them raising the level. Boston, yeah, they've got some good players and a good team. I look for. I would love to see a Boston Philly series, and we very well might, because these two teams will just go back and forth and, and clobber each other. And I could see a, a Philly Boston series going seven, even though I look for Philly to win. But Philly Boston is just always so fun to watch. Um, it would be great to see. But I, again, I just don't think anybody's gonna uh, do the best of, of what Brooklyn can do. Um, even if it's only one of the two, if it's Harden or KD, uh, I, I think that they're that strong with the rest of the team. You put them both together, uh, I think they're going to uh, represent the East, and uh, I think they could. I think they they have the strength to be able to take down a wild card like the Clippers, or even um, that your Utah Jazz, who've just had a hell of a season, and uh, quite frankly, that's who I think will be there in the West. Okay, guys, I've kind of ran through the uh, NBA, NBA, talked about some of the uh, injuries we had, looked at some of the teams, attached a little bit of music. Let's go back to that beginning. Remember when I said I've got um, a trivia when we started off with a little fun music? Turns out the Harlem Globetrotters did not start in Harlem. They started some 800 miles away in the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago, Chicago is where the Globetrotters started and became a professional basketball team. Um, I forgot the league they were in. It was uh, it wasn't the NBA. It was a minor. It was a uh, not a minor league team. It was a professional league team. But um, it, it, that's where they got started. Now, if you can remember, if that one you couldn't remember, that's right. Because I did ask another question. What great NBA player started his career as a Globetrotter? And that's right. Think of the biggest, the strongest of them all. And that, no, it wasn't Kareem. It was Wilt, the Stilt, Chamberlain. He started his first year as a Harlem Globetrotter, signed a contract for $50,000 back in 58. That was uh, big bucks in 58. Now that's the uh, medium uh, salary for a medium job. <laughs> anyway. Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain was your uh, Harlem Globetrotter answer there as far as a, uh, a NBA player starting his career. So that answers your trivia. This completes our NBA th 
theme for talk radio. Again, when you get a chance, keep it on the website. I, I've been putting a lot of stuff out, and, and it's picking up momentum. So the website is the official home of the Sports Comedy Show, and uh, that's sportscomedyshow.net. You can see all the stuff there. And I'll see you next time. I'm Paul Slenner, the creator and host of the Sports Comedy Show. Have a good day.